Here at IMC, we believe half of financial literacy is about knowledge. Now that other half, now that's lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's the way you move. So together we are going to demystify this good old world of finance and wealth building through our intentional guests and dialogue. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned, and of course, stay planted. All right, good people. Isaac Cooper here, CEO of IMC Financial Consulting, host of the Planning Podcast. Shout out to everyone that joined us yesterday. We are back for another IMC recap. So please send us uh, any updates or information that you want us to cover. We got uh, a few topics today, so it'll probably be a little bit shorter than yesterday, uh, but super excited about jumping in. So hopefully it's been a good day for you. Um, and we'll go ahead and start with what is most important. So if you've been keeping up with the news, uh, there has been a little bit more conversation around this eviction moratorium and really some of the um, development since the uh, CDC put in place that, hey, all right, knowing that the spread of the virus could increase if those that have not been able to pay rent or mortgage due to the overall impact of the pandemic, that could increase the spread of the virus. Now, we all know the pandemic has had a um, impact depending upon the industry you're in. There's some folks that I know that's just been like, hey, I'm just I just got to adjust to working at home. Um, there are some folks that we know that have been drastically impacted because they've uh, reduced the amount of hours that they would typically have on a week to week basis or they no longer um, are employed with that um, with that particular job. And so um, each situation is different. This is not. Um, one of those where it's just folks just sitting on their hands, not looking to take care of their situation. There are real lives and, and households that are truly trying to um, stay above the water due to the fact of their current employment or previous employment changed their situation. So the eviction moratorium was really a federal mandate that would um, help reduce the spread of the virus. Uh, over time, um, different um uh, organizations were able to provide uh, rent assistance and or utility assistance, but I'm going to speak specifically towards the rent assistance. Uh, the federal government ended up allocating about $46 billion towards a rent assistance for the eviction moratorium. Um, since about mid-July, only out of the um, uh, all the states throughout the country, uh, 26 states uh, have allocated less than 10% of the money that should have been allocated. So you got 26 states that, that has received money for rental assistance and, and they have allocated less than 10% of what they have should have. So that's a, that's, that's an issue. That's a big deal. Um, due to the fact that, you know, prior to the moratorium expiring, they were essentially saying that, Hey, we are no longer going to keep this up. Um, because you've had enough time. But ultimately when you look at the responsibility that each individual state had, Due to whatever problem they have within the process, it could be archaic in regards of uh, the paperwork necessary. They may not have an online um, uh, process to be able to upload applications, or it could be um, just the, the lack of simplicity of the application that makes it difficult for the renter or the landlord to be able to recoup on any of their costs uh, incurred from not, not you know, essentially charging for rent. So... With that being said, I wanted to 
um, quickly cover uh, what has been recently announced within the last couple of days. So they did provide a 60 day extension, but there's a ton of ambiguity around it. So as you can see here, and I'm going to pull up, share my screen here in a second. Um, so as you can see here, landlords are upset as they should be. Right. And so you have individuals that um, ultimately the way in which they take care of their lifestyle and their family um, and their loved ones is based off of individuals being able to pay rent on a consistent basis. Uh, it's actually a retirement strategy as well. There's a number of folks that are in retirement in which their cash flow comes from uh, the units that they rent out, if it's commercial property um, or if it's rental property. And so uh, the pandemic comes all of a sudden and 80% of what they utilize on a month to month basis is tied to money um, that essentially their renters legally do not have to pay. So are individuals taking advantage of the eviction moratorium? Of course, anything you can use, you can abuse. There's people out here abusing hammers and, you know, tools in which you can utilize to build a house. Um, so that, that is just a nature of, you know, human behavior. Uh, but ultimately the long-term impact of this moratorium um, really is going to destroy certain livelihoods and communities if not handled correctly. And so, as you can see here, some of the frustration, um, I am actually here in the state of Alabama, and as you can see, uh, some of the frustration has been led by the uh, Association of Realtors from Alabama and Georgia. Just on that, uh, that emergency motion that argues that the Centers for uh, Disease Control in a prevention order that they put in place Tuesday, um, they essentially, that it, it that really exceeds the CDC's power. Like, you, hey, you stepping out of bounds is pretty much what they're saying. Um, and I, I and I can empathize with their frustration. I think the onus is on the individual states, Alabama, Georgia, all throughout the country, to uh, really rectify the timeliness and the effectiveness and the efficiency necessary to be able to get these dollars into these renter renters or landlords' hands, uh, more specifically. And so this really eviction moratorium is a bit um, commingled. Un unfortunately, and I can see how it's been politicized a bit. Uh, if you've been following our company and 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 what we've been doing in regards of solutions, uh, you know that we launched our financial navigator program uh, in partnership with the city as a COVID nineteen response. So close to two hundred residents, we've been able to assist and send them to where the resources are when it pertains to rental assistance and utility assistance. And our average each call each call is you know roughly around we'll just say 25 minutes. So we hear the pain and the frustration of the community. We know that there are individuals that may say, hey, I have three dependents. Uh, I actually caught COVID. I was hospitalized for a certain amount of time. I didn't have the ability to be able to uh, retain my job due to that uh, um, um, contraction. And now I am three months behind, four months behind. Imagine someone that has rent that may be $700 a month, $800 a month. And the next thing they know, they 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 owe $10,000, right? Like what type of um, money event will trigger that type of uh, resources that they'll be able to essentially cut a check and then be able to pay rent moving forward? So there is just, you know, uh, unfortunately, it hasn't been taken into consideration. The long-term impact of this moratorium um, really for, 
as well the landlord and the uh, uh, renters, um, but as well when it comes to impacting the overall community. And so hopefully, truly hopefully, I hope the uh, the government in some form of fashion starts to implement a um, you know more of a robust way to address this and start speeding up the time frame that landlord landlords will be able to receive their assistance. Um, uh, keep in mind if you are here in the state of Alabama, um, uh, please reach out to Legal Services Alabama. So if you are watching this and you say, hey, I, I feel like I am in that space to where I may need to speak to someone, make sure you reach out to Legal Services Alabama. Be a really, really good resource. And so I did want to start with that. Um, I know that's probably not the most exciting news to talk about. I, I'll be honest, it's probably more frustrating than anything, knowing that I'm I'm driving through communities seeing, um, uh, you know, you see furniture and, and beds and outside because one, they don't know their rights when it pertains to an eviction. And, and then two, they feel like they have no coverage and they have no other option. And so they're, they're going to um, go ahead and transition out without being forced out. And so, uh, if you know anyone that could be in this situation, and and to be honest, nine times out of ten they may not even share it with their neighbors. You know, they may be quietly suffering and struggling. And so, um, it's a it's a real situation. It has uh, really hit every tax bracket. I, I can tell you, there are individuals that were gainfully employed, and then just at a you know at a drop of a dime, things changed. And so. The eviction moratorium, I'm glad it's been extended with some conditions. I don't think it's going to hold a lot of legal weight, um, just as what we can see in uh, the different counties that don't necessarily respect it. You know, prime example, um, as you can see here, Franklin County, um, you know, they pretty much said we, <laughs> we, we will we will not follow CDC's recent eviction moratorium. And so. Uh, looks like on a county by county basis, city by city basis, uh, probably at the county level, they have the um, the authority to override that or or to not acknowledge it. And so moving forward, I know we'll be um, pulling on our friends at Legal Services Alabama to give some clarity on this. But just as you can see, there is just a number of ambiguity around here. Um, and, and so if you have any questions, again, please reach out to the Legal Services Alabama um, to help you and your your family with this situation. All right, let's now cover our next topic. Uh, and again, that's typically not the, the most fun conversation to have, but you know, with the work that we do, our, our goal and intention is to make sure that we are uh, uh, a voice for the voiceless. Um, we're able to step in into a situation and be an ambassador for someone in some form of fashion. It is easy to talk about what to do when it pertains to your money, when you have money. Um, and we do help our clients with that. Um, but, but at the same time, it's important to be able to speak to someone that may not have the resources and, and guide them in the right direction. Um, target. So let me back up. Some folks may say Target, um, <laughs> but there has been this evolvement of companies, um, you know, creating different incentives to attract workers. So, so as you can see here, Target is to pay 100% of college tuition and, and textbooks uh uh, in a bit to attract workers. Now, a few other folks have um, started this program, as you can see here, Walmart, Chipotle, Starbucks, um, with just similar debt-free education programs. Uh, just a quick recap. Ultimately, starting this fall, this big box retailer said it will cover the cost of tuition, fees, and textbooks for part-time, which is very important, and full-time workers 
who pursue a qualifying undergraduate degree at more than 40 institutions. It will also fund advanced degrees paying up to $10,000 each year for a master's program at those schools. So this is a very, very interesting model that we see evolving um, because we know that when we look at debt in regards of households throughout the country, throughout the United States, a majority of that is held through student loans. And so student loans is another situation in which um, has made its way into the political atmosphere that could uh, potentially apply some government dollars and when it pertains to relief um, and corporations see that when it pertains to, I think, engaging and retaining top talent, if you can speak to um, that debt or, or being able to relieve that um, uh, stress uh, while furthering your education, it seems like that is a good way to go. So shout out Target or Target, as some of my clients say, um, on um, seeing this as a um, really a, a viable way to attract uh, workers. And hopefully, hopefully there may be someone here that is probably working part time at Target and they watch this video and they say, you know what? I was thinking about going back to school. This may be the trigger that could help make that happen. So um, shout out Target for for um, really setting up that platform for for their for their um uh, employees. All right. Now this article here is probably, <laughs> so back in the day, you know, Levi's was, is the thing. And I say back in the day, like I'm old, Levi's is still good now. So, um, but recently what's been interesting, I think the term or the theme that we should place around the term pandemic is innovation. Um, um, you know, I've, I've heard um, others say that, you know, hard times or a crisis is an incubator for creativity, right? And so the pandemic created this space for creativity, especially around companies on, um, on, on their business model, right? Like what, how do you, how are you going to continue to serve the community in which, um, uh, in which you're focused? And then, you know, with that focus, how are you going to maintain that client base and uh, and have repeat clients based off of the products um, and the service offerings that you provide. So quickly, I am going to highlight Levi Jeans. So Levi ultimately is um, diversifying their portfolio by uh, buying Beyond Yoga. So those that are familiar with Beyond Yoga, you'll have to you know fill me in on the. Uh, viability of the product, if it's uh, comparable with, um, uh, I forget the popular one. It's gonna, it's gonna come back to me here shortly. Um, but as you can see, blue jeans here, um, uh, and yoga pants. Like, imagine that. Okay, I can get my jeans and yoga pants in the same location. <laughs> uh, but yoga's getting into act. I mean, excuse me, Levi's getting into activewear. And so, as you can see here, jeans maker Levi will buy the premium activewear and lifestyle brand. And a cash deal. Now, uh, typically deals are done by issuing stocks. So interesting that they're going to utilize cash in, in this situation. Uh, and it's expected to close in the fourth quarter. So beyond yoga. Now, this is a female founded female run. Shout it out. Uh, shout out Beyonce. We run the world. Y'all should be playing that right now. So Beyond Yoga, a female founded and female run Los Angeles based competitor. That's what I was looking for. So if I pronounce this incorrectly, is it Lulu, Lulu, Lululemon? 
I've heard Lululemon. I don't know. Help me out, y'all. Y'all let me know how I need to pronounce it. Uh, send me a, a you know voice text. Um, but Lululemon, I'm going to roll with that. Athletica Incorporated and other makers of leisure and actor mail will be a standalone division of the San Francisco-based Levi. So that, that would be a major competitor. Um, as you can see here, the companies plan to use Levi's brand to reach to significantly uh, expand beyond yoga. They say the transaction is expected to add a hundred million dollars to Levi's net revenue in a fiscal year of 2022. So just a quick, simple um, um, uh, reflection of how companies in which we utilize on a day-to-day -day basis. I, I don't know who doesn't have a pair of Levi's um, that we utilize on a day-to-day -day basis that is uh, reinventing themselves um, to be a bit more applicable in today's environment. And I think health is starting to play a major role in how we make decisions. So I think that this is a really good viable move for uh, Levi. So shout out Levi for that. Shout out to Sanford University. I actually had to do a paper on Levi um, specifically around his financials. And so got me real proximate to it. All right. And our last. So y'all forgive me. I pump faked. I said, yeah, it may not go as long as last time. And we're already over. And, 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 the, and the last one is a bit selfish. <laughs> so if you've been keeping up with the Olympics. Um, you know that there has been a plethora of track and field uh, events. Um, if you don't know, I am Jamaican by blood. And if you uh, uh, been around a Jamaican during during a track and field event, you can see our passion behind uh, the particular sport. But I want to quickly highlight um, uh, uh, three champs here. And so one of the races, one of the significant races, especially when it pertains to sprints, is the 100-meter dash. Uh, with the 100-meter dash, um, uh, those that have been following the Olympics over the past, we'll just say, 8 to 12 years, you know, Jamaica has had a pretty strong uh, presence, uh, especially with Usain Bolt being a face of that. Uh, but in this uh, highlight, I want to um, um, quickly, quickly... Uh, shout out the the women's hundred meter. Um, uh, I, I want to say team because they got first, second, and third, but they it was a full sweep, of course, led by Miss Elaine Thompson um, um, in in a repeat, running her best. And as you can see, those three here, great job, ladies. And so you had Elaine Thompson as well with. Let me make sure I get your names. Uh, Shelly and Fraser Price, and then Sharika Jackson. So great job, ladies. Wanted to shout out Jamaica, Wagwan, Yadunno. Shout out Trelawney, where my family's from. So hopefully this has been good. Um, again, quick recap. We'll be doing this on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, a lot more information to come. We'll have guests to come and speak on different topics. Um, as mentioned before, um, if you want to stay in contact with all the different material that we have going out, um, uh, make sure you sign up to our uh, for our newsletter. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Way, way, way more content on the way. Um, and uh, hopefully, again, this has been good for you. Please send any comments or feedback that you have. We're very grateful for those that even supported as early as yesterday and all the other uh, endeavors that we have going on. And so um, hope all has been well. Y'all know my motto when it's after five on Thursday is pretty much the weekend. And so uh, stay safe, have a great weekend. And of course, stay planning.